Welcome back to another episode of Invest to Grow. I'm your host, Andrew Kraft, and today a few topics we're going to talk about are cryptocurrencies, the blockchain, NFTs, and then we're going to go over a little bit about my thoughts on the markets and what's been recently happening. Please note that nothing I say is true financial advice in this podcast and to always do your own research before investing into anything. Alright, so the first thing I wanted to talk about has been in the news a lot recently, and that's cryptocurrencies, NFTs, and what the blockchain is in general. So starting off with crypto, it's a decentralized currency. Um, That means there is no government maintaining it, there is no company maintaining it. Um, The people who run the transactions are the people who invest in it themselves. Um, And then related to that is the blockchain which is a secure series of the transactions that go through from someone spending their crypto or investing in their crypto. Um, And this blockchain, the transactions are done by people called miners who have computers that do the transactions. And a fee is paid to them for every transaction that's done. Those fees are called gas fees. And um, the price of the gas fees can vary depending on what kind of traffic is going on in the moment. If it's 3 o'clock on a Friday and a lot of people are making transactions, your gas fee is going to be a lot higher than if it's midnight on a Monday. Um, There's a lot of different types of crypto. Uh, The main two stable coins being Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, Bitcoin, it doesn't have much of a purpose other than being a means Um, to purchase and sell things on the decentralized market. Uh, There's no business really behind it and no uh, real purpose. And then going over to Ethereum, um, which is connected to the Ethereum blockchain, it's used as obviously a computing blockchain for transactions, but also it's used by a lot of the um, metaverse and decentralized platforms use cryptos backed by Ethereum as their currencies. Um, It's also in a bunch of games as well. And then going over to NFTs, which is a non-fungible token. So basically that means it's kind of a piece of digital art. Um, It's a certain configuration of colors and pixels, which is what digital art is. Um, You can buy and sell NFTs just like you'd buy and sell artwork in real life. Uh, They've been increasing in popularity lately, blowing up within the past year. Um, But in the past few weeks, the market's kind of been slowing down. Uh, You can buy and sell them on websites like OpenSea and Vivi, just to name a few. And going back to those gas fees earlier, every time you buy an NFT, you're going to have to pay gas fees, depending on what crypto it's based on. So an NFT, if I were to buy one on OpenSea, Uh, an NFT marketplace, most of their NFTs are Ethereum-backed. So I have to buy the Ethereum, transfer it to what's called a crypto wallet, um, which is basically a place to store your uh, cryptocurrencies and NFTs. After I transfer it to my wallet, I can hook that up to my, say, OpenSea account, purchase an NFT, and then with that purchase price, I'm also going to have to pay gas fees, relating back to earlier, for whatever the fee is at the time, and the NFT is transferred into my wallet. Uh, So to most people, 
um, the word NFTs and cryptos, they're really a foreign idea. And I think within the next coming years, they'll definitely be more um, normalized in society, which we've already seen within the past year. And another thing I see coming into society to be normalized is the entire idea of the metaverse, which really relies heavily on cryptocurrency, blockchain, and the NFT. Um, so pioneers with this is obviously Facebook changing their name to Meta Industries. Uh, I think that was a big step forward to normalize the idea of the metaverse. And what the metaverse is, it's pretty much a decentralized online world, I guess you could say. Um, some companies that have started metaverse-like platforms will be something like Roblox, where you have in-game money, which is often based off crypto. In Roblox, it's not. Um, other ones are Decentraland, and they have their own crypto called Mana. Um, Sandbox is another one. And all these companies are starting to make their own worlds online, which I really think is going to be integrated into society within probably the next decade. And another thing that stands out with that is you can actually buy real estate in the metaverse now through these different um, platforms. And I think that's a new investment type that will definitely be coming up in the future. And I'll definitely be keeping my eye on it. All right. And after the break, we're going to go over the latest happenings in the markets and my thoughts on it. All right. Looking back at December, um, there was another year of a historical Santa rally, so investors call it. It happens on average almost every year where stocks are really rallying around Christmas time. And then after New Year's, same thing as every year. Stocks typically tend to drop off a little bit. Um, this year, I think that drop-off was hit a little bit harder. Uh, I think a lot of investors were selling off and taking profits. And looking over the past year, it was a really high inflation year. Um, and stocks, since stocks typically do outpace inflation, that added to their growth. And I think a lot of investors are just worried about what 2022 holds. I think the companies that are really going to be rewarded in 2022 are going to be the larger cap, more established companies that have proven sales and are consistent. I don't really think that the speculative uh, companies are going to perform as well as they did in 2021 and 2022. And some examples of that, you know, the Rivian, the Lucid, and a lot of the electric car stocks, um, which I am a shareholder of multiple, I just don't think that their performance is going to be great with where they are right now without any real sales or any consistency. Um, a sector I really do think is going to perform well in 2022, at least in the first few months, are the bank stocks. Um, we all know interest uh, rate hikes are coming, uh, possibility of three or more uh, rate hikes this year. And that's really just a sign of relief for the banks. Um, they haven't really been profitable too much in the past year or two with those low interest rates and finally they're getting their chance to make some money back over from their um, lows over the past few years and looking into another segment I think the healthcare segment uh, definitely has room to grow a few companies that stand out to me that um, would be Danaher uh, which I am a shareholder of Bosch Health which I'm also a shareholder of and then also looking into things like Eli Lilly, uh, Bristol-Myers Squibb, and Pfizer with their antiviral pill. 
I think there's a lot of growth that could still happen in that segment, even though it has grown a long way um, since the early pandemic days. Uh, another sector, though, the tech kind of sector, financial tech and tech itself, I don't necessarily think is going to have a very strong year. Uh, there's been a lot of selling off in that sector. Maybe it will bounce back, and hopefully I'm wrong, but I don't think that they have a strong year ahead of them. And looking over the overall markets right now, I think now more than ever, there's talks of, you know, oh, are we back in 2000 with a dot-com bubble? Are we in another bubble of hyperinflated prices? And some really compelling evidence of that, if you look into the NASDAQ, 40% of the NASDAQ stocks right now have been cut in half in the past year. And the NASDAQ has mainly been held up by those high-flyer, large-cap stocks that have really been pumped in the last few years, the high P ratios. Um, maybe that is uh, a sign that there might be a strong pullback in 2022. I don't know. Um, a bullish investor is going to say they have pulled back and now it's a great buying point. A bearish investor is going to say it's going to come crashing down. Who really knows? They Either of them could be right. Both of them could be right. But regardless of their opinions, I definitely do think that 2022 is going to be a very interesting year in the market. Um, one notable thing, every three years, on average, there's a down year in the market. And we have not had a down year since 2018. So 2022 looking like a possible down year to me, um, especially since we are due for one. And given the, the current circumstances of the pandemic, um, but that doesn't mean that you need to sell all your open positions and get out of the market. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be investing in 2022 because stocks are still going to go up, just the overall market's going to be down. So you might just have to do a little bit more research and be a little bit more careful. And with the way that most investors invest for the long term, which is how I recommend, one down year really isn't going to mean much to your portfolio 20, 30 years from now. All right, that pretty much sums up the episode for today. Thank you for listening, and good luck with your investing. <music>